G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The British poultry industry were losing millions and millions of pounds every year through cracked eggshells. The problem is they didn't know where, throughout the transit of the eggs, from the time that the hen laid the egg to the time it appeared in the shops, where it was receiving a jolt or a knock severe enough to crack the eggshell. So what they did is they developed an electronic egg. Each time it received a jolt severe enough to crack an eggshell, it sent a message. In this way, the poultry industry was able to rectify the problem and save themselves millions of pounds. In a similar way, we could say to God, you don't know what it's like to live as a human being on planet Earth. But God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, And all the way from the cradle to the cross, Jesus experienced human life in its totality. The Bible says that he was tempted and tried and tested in all points like as we are. And now he lives as our high priest to minister grace to us in our time of need. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. This week we're looking at the subject of rejecting rejection. Welcome, Ken. Uh, You said that uh, God can minister effectively to the rejected, and of course that makes a whole lot of sense because he was the one who put us together in the first place. He understands how we can be restored back to wholeness, especially if uh, you've been devastated through some experience of rejection. He knows how to do that. Yes, indeed. And Phil, it's a wonderful thing to know that the Word of God uh, is so relevant to the needs of society today. You know, we often hear that it's outdated, etc. But really the problems of today are not fundamentally unique. And furthermore, as you and I both said, God entered into the fullness of humanity at the Incarnation. You know, God was manifest in the flesh. He was subjected to all the limitations and uh, the restrictions of humanity that you and I are placed under. And he experienced human life in the raw. So the Bible says that he was tempted and tried in all points like as we are. Of course, that means without sin. Mm. But what it also means is that Uh, if he was tested and tried in all areas, that would have to include this area that we're talking about this week, which is rejection. Mm. In fact, he was rejected more than any other person. And he experienced that, of course, on our behalf so that he could understand what we experience and then go on to minister to us if we've been rejected by others. You Mm. know, And that's just so good news for all of us who've experienced some level of rejection. And I can't imagine what it was like for Jesus on the cross, suffering the rejection that he did. And I guess sometimes we tend to think that he only came to die for our sins. I don't want to detract away from that. Of course, that was the primary reason why he came to earth. But he experienced the totality of the human experience that we do as well. Maybe if we get practical for a minute, Ken, there are people suffering today as a result of things that have happened to them in the past. They can experience freedom, but how? Okay, well, we want to focus back again on Jesus. Now, I said earlier on that um, Jesus suffered rejection more than any other person. I think it's important for us to really know that and believe that if we're going to 
really look to him as one who, who can identify with us in our rejection. And uh, I would say there are at least four areas in which Jesus experienced rejection. First of all, of course, he was rejected by the religious authorities of the day. You know, God sent his son uh, into the world to be the chief cornerstone of his temple. And you would have thought that they would have welcomed him with open arms. Exactly. But um, they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> and, and yet he was the chief cornerstone. Now, of course, in the Bible times, the cornerstone was a visible stone at the corner and the base of the building. So it united the two walls, you know, in the, in the different directions. Mm-hmm. So it was the starting point, if you like, of all future construction. It dictated uh, the direction for the rest of the building, and it was indispensable. So you need the chief cornerstone if you're going to build a building. Yeah. So to cast this aside... Uh, would be to actually prevent any future building on that foundation. But the Jewish leaders did reject Jesus, uh, even though he was appointed by God as the chief cornerstone. The psalmist said, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So they rejected him in the role that God sent him to fulfill in the temple. I guess, though, that if uh, he was the chief cornerstone and they recognized that, that they would have had to rearrange the whole building around him and they weren't prepared to do that. It was kind of inevitable that Jesus would have to go, I guess. That's right. All right, so who else was he rejected by? You said there's four. Yeah. Um, next, of course, he was rejected by his own people, mm-hmm. the Jews. You know, John said he came unto his own and his own did not receive him. Now, of course, we know a few did receive him, you know, amongst the masses. Uh, but the, the response of the majority was, away with this man. You know, we will not have him to reign over us. Um, you remember the time, Phil, when, when Jesus went up uh, overlooking the city of Jerusalem, weeping over it, said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you as a, as a hen gathers its chicks, but you would not. You yeah. would not. You rejected me, you know. And it must have been heartbreaking for, for Jesus to go through that experience. But the next rejection... I would say would be even felt more deeply by Jesus, and that was the rejection by his own disciples. Now, of course, some rejected him uh, early on in his teaching because they couldn't handle his teaching. You know, for example, when he explained about the need for intimate union with him, he said, um, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And then we read, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Now, these were people that had been walking with him for maybe months or even years, mm. but then there was a, a point where they turned around and walked away from him and, and never walked with him again. But then, of course, those closest to him, you know, the 12, abandoned him when he needed their friendship and their support most of all yeah. at the time of his arrest. At that critical moment, we're told in the Bible, all his disciples forsook him and fled. That's rejection. It must have been pretty tough for Jesus at that point. I mean, it's one thing when your enemies reject you. You can put that to one side, I guess, to a certain degree, but your own friends, that's pretty hard. And when you think that they were so close over the previous three and a half years, and they also said, we'll stick with you thick and thin, you know, you can count on us. But what did they all do? Mm. You know, that's got to be hard. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, he was rejected by the authorities. He was rejected by his people. He was rejected by his disciples. But most of all, more than all these put together, he was rejected on the cross by his father. Mm. See, when the sin of mankind was laid upon him, even the father had to turn away and leave his own son Alone, It must have been a terrible time. In fact, there's um, some sacrifices in the Old Testament, the five Levitical sacrifices, and they each depict a character of the suffering and the death of Jesus. And there's one offering there called the sin offering. And if you look at that word, actually, Phil, it, it, it's not even the word sin offering, it's sin, because Jesus became sin for us. Now, 
unlike the burnt offering, which was burnt at the altar, you know, in, at the tabernacle there in the middle of the camp, yeah. the sin offering was actually taken outside the camp and it was burnt there because it represented our sin being taken outside. You know, in other words, we should have been alienated from God, but Jesus took that alienation on our behalf. Outside the camp, that's where the lepers were. That's where anybody who was ceremoniously unclean went. That's where the criminals were taken and judged. And that's where all the refuse from the city was taken and dumped outside because God was clean. God was holy. So they couldn't stay in the camp. And so, so Jesus suffered, the Bible says, outside the city. And it's a, it's a picture of this alienation that he experienced from God. And can you imagine when he cried out those words on the cross, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. You know, no wonder the, the Roman soldiers who were there said, surely this was the Son of God. You know, yeah. uh, The passion and the desperation that he must have cried out with because of that separation and rejection from his father. Uh, and that's an important point, Phil, because there are some that teach today that um, Jesus was not alienated you know, uh, by his father on the cross. Then if that's the case, of course, he was only play acting. But all the, the teaching of the word of God is that, yes, at that point he was bearing the sin of the world and a holy God had to turn away. That's the whole point of... Um, uh, you know, the holiness of God and the judgment of God against sin. In fact, those who are not under the blood of Christ will hear those words in the final day, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So so there will be that alienation, that segregation. But Jesus took that on the cross and he experienced rejection of the deepest and the worst kind. It was, it was dark, the Bible says, uh, you know, in the middle of the day for three hours uh, as Jesus bore the sin of mankind. He became sin for us. And uh, God rejected him, as it were, on the cross for those hours. I guess the good news is it's always good to know someone who's been through something at a deeper level than what we are. And so if you're going through rejection right now, guess who you can turn to? Absolutely. Our subject this week, rejecting rejection. And we'll have more for you tomorrow. In the meantime, don't forget, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 